Thank you all for tuning in to Smith Education. I am Latasha Smith. And I'm Stacy Lindsay. And our special guest today is... Hi, my name is Joel Silliman. And today we are going to be talking about organizing blocks within your community. Joel is a longtime resident of Dutchtown, 10, 10 plus years. Um, he is our official block captain of the block that the three of us live on. And we wanted to have this conversation in hopes of sharing how we organize um, so that we can help other blocks do the same. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming in. We appreciate you. So, Joe, the way this works is Stacy and I will kind of bounce off of each other with a couple questions for you. Yeah. Um, we may or may not have a rapid fire set of questions at the end. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just share your knowledge with our fan base so that we can get the information out to help other blocks and other communities do exactly what we've done on Louisiana. Awesome. Stacy, you want to add anything to that? Uh, I think the important thing to note here is that, you know, we, our block has organized thanks in, in large part to Joel really taking on that official capacity as a block captain um, but because of the success that we've seen on our block, uh, Dutchtown STL has has really come to the table with some other key community partners um, to help share the model that we're going to talk about today uh, to hopefully inspire other blocks in Dutchtown. And this could benefit any, any block really in the St. Louis area. Um, so I think, you know, that's probably just one of the important things to talk about up front is this is a model that we're we're definitely trying to put in the hands of other people who are interested in in organizing their blocks and all of the benefit that come with it. I agree. So with no further ado, welcome to Miss Education Joe. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh sure. So uh so my wife I'm married uh, uh I think we're going on 13 years. Um uh, but uh, my wife, Dana, and I live here. We uh, uh, moved into the neighborhood in 2011, so uh, just shy of 10 years. It'll be 10 years this year. Uh, since moving to the neighborhood, uh, we've uh, uh, grown a family. We have two young boys, uh, Hendrix and Moses, who are, uh, Hendrix is seven and Moses is four. And um, yeah, we're just, we're just we, we love the city. We love our neighbors. We love the neighborhood. Um, you know, I think... Uh, I don't know. Hey, we just, <laughs> that's, that's kind of us in a nutshell. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's us. And I, I think it's important for our listeners to know that you're very, very involved, even before the yeah. official title of block captain. Yep. I know when I moved on Louisiana, before we'd even closed our deal, we came to do a final walkthrough. And as we were coming out, you came up and introduced yourself. So the idea of, community for you has always been there, even in the small things that you were doing that built up to greater efforts. Yeah, so when we moved to the city, um, you know, we moved into an urban environment coming from uh, the county. I grew up in North County. Uh, my wife grew up in West County. And, you know, we came from uh, areas that were very different in terms of uh, what people wanted out of the community that they lived around. Uh, and so we came to uh, a dense urban environment, 
um, looking for the city model where you're closer together with people, you have smaller lots, and you're kind of forced into interacting with the people that you live next to. Um, that was something that we uh, that we looked forward to, you know, having a much stronger community network immediately surrounding us than than we had growing up. Um, funny enough, the day that we closed on the house, uh, as I think a lot of people in the neighborhood, especially uh, especially kind of back when, uh, we got indoctrinated into the uh, neighborhood uh, through uh, John and Kaya, who own Urban Eats. Uh, we closed on the house, and uh, that was one of the selling features, was that we were right around the corner from a cafe. And so uh, we went there as they were literally locking the door, mm-hmm. and we let them know that, hey, we just closed on a house, and we were just looking to, you know, celebrate. And uh, they finished closing up, and they brought out a bottle of wine, and we met John and Kaya the day we closed, and kind of went from there. And then from, from that interaction and the people that we got involved with uh, through their network, um, uh, I served a brief term on DT2's board. Uh, we got involved uh, with the neighborhood ownership model uh, under, uh, I forget who the circuit attorney was before Kim Gardner, but uh, it was the, the NOM model uh, through that administration. Um, and uh, yeah, just started kind of diving into neighborhood organization and we're planning everything from, uh, from the, uh, Missouri Pro uh, Dutchtown Classic, which is a bike race that uh, ran a couple of years uh, literally mm-hmm. down Louisiana and through the neighborhood streets to uh, Harvest Festivals down at Marquette Park. Um, and then, you know, we took a pretty, a pretty good-sized hiatus from a lot of uh, organizing uh, when we started having kids and there were some uh, health issues that we had to work through and things like that and then started diving back into it here about, uh, it was about a year ago or so. And Stacy, you and your family although you purchased your home just a few months after Chip and I did, you've all, you were still in South City in Dutchtown, right? Yeah, as far as my family goes, we were actually um, like six houses south of St. Mary's. And we loved Dutchtown, had already started getting um, involved in the community and, and meeting a lot of people just from all over Dutchtown. And we wanted to be more in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And so when we knew that we needed a bigger house to start our family, um, we knew we wanted to be closer to the the business district on Merrimack. And it, it just so happened that um, our house was available. John and Kaya also helped us network to get our house <laughs> and uh and the the we had no idea really what we were walking into we knew um a couple that had lived on the 4100 block and they introduced us to Joel and Dana so we knew Joel and Dana and we knew um we met our neighbor that's a- across the the street from us um and she was lovely Linda uh, but other than that, we didn't really know anyone, but um, I want to say the summer after, was that the summer or was that the fall, Tasha, when we all moved in? That Late summer, early fall. It was, it was just, just, what, months later after we because mm-hmm. we moved in the same year um, that things really felt different. I agree. So we all have families. We all came to this area with the same idea, it seems, in mind. We wanted to be in a community where we interacted with one another, where our children knew each other, where we would babysit for one another. We look out for each other. You guys have gotten my kids off the bus. I've had your kids down playing. And I love to see Thaddeus come down the street saying, hi, Tasha. 
<laughs> so I think we all had the same idea in mind. So Joe, talk to us a little about what it means to actually organize a block. I think we started doing that unknowingly, mm -hmm. but to officially do it, what does that mean? Yeah, well, you know, it's like when I think about organizing a block, um, and Stacy, I think you gave me a lot more credit in the opening there than I, than, than I really deserve because, you know, the first thing that really comes to mind with organizing is kind of that old adage about raising kids and it takes a village. Well, just like, you know, just like raising a kid, you know, I mean, to raise a community, it takes a village and it, and then involves just really basic, I don't know, block and tackling, you know, just getting out, talking to each other, having some kind of an easy way to exchange information and ideas and things like that. And, you know, through that, you get the base, you know, the basics of, you know, aligning to what kind of ideas you have and, you know, where you want to see things go and where we need to grow and, you know, what things, you know, need to be fixed and what things are going really well that we can, you know, put some more gas on and, you know, and so on and so forth. And I mean, that just kind of starts that ball rolling. Um, but, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I might have done, you know, some things to kind of further organize what we were doing. But I mean, it has absolutely been a group effort, you know, uh, and not just on our block, but we have a lot of participants on the periphery uh, uh, blocks uh, in our neighborhood that are, that are just as involved, you know, as a lot of us are, you know, on our own blocks. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a big group effort for sure. Yeah, I'll agree. I, I definitely think it's a group effort. We've all contributed a whole lot of time and effort and, and hard work. I think we've done such a great job at it. We've made it look easy to other, other neighbors and other blocks. Good yeah. point there. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that communication is just so critical. And I mean, I think, you know, I know I've, I've been talking recently with, uh, with Jarrell Williams with Cure Violence, who's wanting to take some of the things that we're doing and, and kind of, uh, you know, help us kind of put that message on other blocks. And he sees, you know, the, uh, not only the relevance, but, um, you know, the benefits, uh, you know, that a community can reap when, when they get organized and not even organized to the degree of some of the things that we're trying to do now, which are which are maybe a little bit more advanced than a lot of <laughs> blocks mm -hmm. are maybe able to do from a resource standpoint, but um, but yeah, I mean it's just it's it, you got to be talking to each other, you got to be you know exchanging those ideas, you got to be talking openly about what kind of problems are happening and how to solve those. I mean it's a lot of uh, it's just it, it's a lot of sparking engagement. You know we have and we're pretty fortunate in our immediate area that we have a lot of neighbors that are engaged. And when you've got uh, a large population of engagement and easy ways to communicate with one another, then this becomes the result. That's actually a, a really good point and maybe, maybe worth um, talking about a little bit more. What are the benefits of organizing your block? Like we can talk about a little bit about what we've seen, but in, in your mind, Joel, what are the benefits of organizing um, at that block level, at that really micro community level, and then maybe we can blow that out and and talk about what the benefits are to the greater Dutchtown area. Yeah, so I know within within you know Dutchtown, uh, when you're talking about organizing blocks, a lot of that conversation result revolves around safety, and safety is definitely an aspect of that. Um, but I think it really diminishes a lot of the other benefits that really uh, relate more directly to kind of quality of life. You know, of course, safety is important. You don't want to see drug deals and prostitution or what have you, you know, going on in the block. But even just things of like, you know, uh, well, like we're doing, like we've done a handful of pop-up uh, Chiefs games. 
you know, well, let's get together and, you know, and, you know, get like in the freezing cold show. And rain. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I mean, it's those kind of things. It's, in, it's, it's having, you know, uh, an actual relationship, you know, with the people that are around you. I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I started picking up some time ago on, you know, the, I guess, convenience factor of how relationships kind of, uh, kind of form, you know, and there's certainly, you know, you kind of gravitate towards people of certain personality types and things like that. But convenience of a relationship, you know, it plays a pretty large role. And if you have to like constantly be working to connect with somebody, then at some point that's just going to break down Mm -hmm. because it's just, it takes so much effort. Mm -hmm. When you're living next to the people that you're building relationships with and they're just, uh, just as engaged in building a relationship with you as you are with them, it makes it such an effortless process, you know, and it's like, now we've gotten to a point, Stacey, I think you mentioned at a previous neighborhood meeting that, you know, the people that you live around are becoming some of your best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's an awesome feeling, you know, and, and, and this isn't even taking into account the safety improvements and all those things. This is just like feeling like our block is actually our home, you know, so... That, that's a good point, because I definitely um, earned a new sister moving on on Dutchtown, a couple of new nephews and nieces running around. So I totally agree that living next to each other has made it effortless for us to develop yeah. and to grow these relationships. So how does a Black know, right? We were doing all of these things before, Black parties, all sort of things, coming outside, just hanging out. How does a black know when they're ready to actually organize? I mean, it, it, it takes two, it takes two houses, you know, I mean, that's that's the foundation of it, right? And then it grows from there. I think when we started, so so we um pretty quickly after doing exchange of numbers and all that, um, Tasha, I think it was you that put together the group, yeah. right? And put us all on that. I think when that started, we were what, maybe 15 or 16, you know, if folks, that many. If that many. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're up over 70. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, so. and and help me remember, I know that we did a block party. Oh, I know what it was. We had had so many new families move on to our block yeah. that we wanted to make sure we stay connected. We wanted to connect with the residents like you and Miss Linda, who had been on our block forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to get out and meet each other. And a small meet and greet turned into something that we are now modeling for yeah. St. Louis City. Yeah. Yeah, it started with uh, with National Night Out. Uh, uh, it was kind of an easy excuse to throw something together. It was in the spirit of you know of the uh, holiday, if you will, or the event. Um, yeah, and it just and it just grew exponentially from that. And, and I I think that it was pretty simple, wasn't it, guys? Um, I think Joel. I know we flyered. I think you helped flyer all the houses on the block as well. Yeah. We had a really great turnout for that first block party. And I think Linda and Eric had shared with us that they had both been on the block for over 25 years and the block had never had a block party before. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was excited. We all cooked and brought coolers out and tables and played games. It was amazing. Yeah. And do you remember this is this is funny because people might experience this a little bit when it first started we were kind of set up down closer to our end of the street and you guys were set up over closer to your end of the mm-hmm. street and then we all like clo- we all came together <laughs> we just started moving mm-hmm. the tables we're like okay no we we need to like just bring everybody together and that that like just cracked the nut for us i think 
And now we have such a great turnout <laughs> that we're set up from one end of the street almost to the other end. People just lined up because our neighbors from surrounding blocks are coming over and setting up with us. So, yeah, I, I definitely remember that. Just a small gesture that turned into something huge for all of us. It's interesting, too, because, I mean, before all you guys moved to the block, it's, I mean, I remember talking about block parties with numerous neighbors, and it just never, it never happened. The spark just wasn't there enough for somebody to, like, kind of take the initiative and get it done. And then, yeah, as soon as, as soon as that national night out happened after that, it was like, all right, well, let's start talking about the next one, and then the next one, and then yeah. it's just, you know, that, that bolt started rolling, and it just started, just started going. I, I think, think it was it's, I'm sorry go ahead Stacey oh no I was just gonna say I think it's because it was so much fun we just all kind of looked at each other and we we're like you're all really cool like we should do yeah. when can we it do didn't seem like work even though we no. definitely had to put work into it it didn't seem like we were working we just yeah even right now we'll get on our group me and be like hey Joe's gonna have a couple beers down at his house who wants to come and then we'll all end up down there so real simple yeah, real simple. It's and that's the thing. I think, I mean, and I, I, I'm sure I was I was in that camp where it just felt like you know because you hadn't done it before, it seems like a very complicated thing to put together. But man, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I guess it could be complicated if you want it to be complicated, mm -hmm. but it can be very basic if you want mm -hmm. it to be very basic. And and I would I would recommend to anybody that's just kind of dipping their toe in the water, don't make it anything bigger than it needs to be. It's, you know, throw throw some text invites out there, you know, maybe get some water, some beers, make it a, you know, BYOB or a food share thing, mm -hmm. maybe after COVID's done or whatever. And uh, yeah, just show up, you know, doesn't need to be real fancy. So the, the model that um, Dutchtown STL is documented, that's, that's really based on our successful experience organizing the 4200 block of Louisiana is a little bit of a really simple three-part model starting with like inquiring and interacting with your neighbors to see who else is interested and and you've already really hit on that um the the next part of the model is establishing a channel of communication um, do you want to talk a little bit more about um what has worked for us and and you've kind of alluded to how that really got started. So maybe just a little more detail could be helpful. And then talk a little bit about um, if you only have four people, is this something that I shouldn't do? Because you mentioned that, right? Like if you have three or four people. So talk about the blocks that might be longer blocks that might only have a handful of people to get started. You know, maybe that yeah, they sure. shouldn't be discouraged. So incorporate that in there a little bit for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, real quick on the communication channel. So uh, so the initial thing was kind of your, your run-of-the-mill uh, email chain. It was, it was phone numbers, names, and emails. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure. I, did we even do that for very long? Not, in, like not at all. Like a week, maybe? I don't, yeah. It seems like it was like, I don't even remember exchanging an emails, really. Maybe one or two. I think it was um, one or two, and then and telling people to get on the group me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, something, I mean, some learning's coming out of that. So, I mean, a lot of people in the Dutchtown community are tied into Nextdoor Dutchtown or the mm -hmm. Nextdoor app within, you know, with uh, slash Dutchtown, um, you know, and, and I guess it serves its purpose, but uh, it's, it's, it's anything but real time, right? And so when something is happening, let's say there is some kind of a safety event that's happening, somebody walking down the street checking handles or something like that, you know, that happens from time to time on cars, Um 
you put something like that on next door Dutch town and that's certainly fine, but you're not going to get an immediate response from anybody, right. you know? And I don't know about you guys, but I don't usually have my email notifications turned on and things like that. So, so when there is something pressing that's happening, it's just, it's, it's such a lagging, uh, a lagging way to communicate, you know? So with, with group me and group me isn't so uh, dissimilar than texting. It's just an app that helps to kind of organize it and, and link, I guess, between platforms. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's, it's, it's real time. It's easy to send, you know, a 30 or 60 character message to a neighbor real quick or a whole group of neighbors. And, you know, most of the time, because it's, it's mobile and I don't know, it's, it just makes it so easy, you know, to do that. And it's very quick. Um, there are some other blocks. I know like Kingsland court, uh, has some kind of a, a text thread together. That's fine. And they're a small group too. It's it, I mean, it, whatever works for you, but I mean, I, I would definitely recommend doing something that's more immediate. Um, email is great when you're trying to do long-term planning and things like that. But when something's happening that you really need some kind of a quick action, or if you're trying to coordinate uh, uh, neighbors to call in some kind of an issue to, uh, to SLMPD or something like that, that real-time communication is so critical, you know, very time-sensitive. So, and then when it comes to like, you were, uh, when you were mentioning about uh, only three or four neighbors or like, you know, right now, uh, there's a lot of organizing efforts going on in Virginia, and Virginia is very pocketed where you've got some really engaged neighbors uh, on like the 42, 4300 block. You've got some engaged neighbors uh, going down to like 44, 45, and 4600 block. But, it, but because we're talking about such a large geography, everybody's very spread out, you know, whereas on Louisiana, we have the benefit of, you know, being a stone's throw from each other, you know, that's not so much the case, you know, on, on the Virginia group right now. So, I mean, it's definitely, I, I hope nobody is out there getting discouraged about it. Um, every block is going to have challenges that are unique to that block. Right. And I think, you know, kind of going back to the, you know, it takes a village, you know, uh, when you start coming together and really binding together as a community, you know, it can be two, it can be three, it can be 30, you know, but it's like yeah. when you get that sense of community and you guys are really engaged with one another, then those kinds of obstacles become less of an issue. Sure. You know, but it, it definitely takes time. You know, it's not an, it's not an overnight thing, um, you know, and, and there are definitely going to be unique challenges on some blocks right now, for sure. And I think that's one of the things that we have had to share when we've gone out and done presentations to other blocks, that it seems like, maybe our success on our block happened overnight, but that's not true. Right. It took us time and we stuck to it. There were some events when we'd be outside and it'd just be your family, your family, us, uh, JR maybe, a few other people, Andy and Amanda. Mm -hmm. And then there are other times when we've had a lot of our neighbors yeah. come out. So I think that that should hopefully, I hope that that'll be something that someone that's trying to organize that might feel like they don't have a lot of people or, you know, I haven't been successful. We'll hear that part of this podcast and, and know to keep pushing because we'll come to your block parties. We'll come to whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the biggest block parties that we've had, you know, have been like almost like a 50, 50 split of all of our friends that yes. live on all the surrounding communities. Yes. that are like, Hey, there's a party going on and they just show and they up. Come over. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. That's so true. 
I think at the very least, we there's there's clearly people on the block who are are definitely more interested in like socializing on the regular. We have a lot of busy people. I think the bare minimum though that that we've established for those people who maybe are only occasionally in t- attending our social events um, is people are still if they have a problem that they're trying to solve or they're trying to understand a, a city resource that they need to tap into, they're going to the the block group me and saying, hey, how who do I need to talk to about this? Yeah. How do I learn a little bit more about this? So they're still leveraging the block mm-hmm. as that like frontline go-to resource. So I find that encouraging even even if um, they don't want to hang out on the weekends. <laughs> so I think that's a great point. And that's something that uh, I'm glad that you highlighted because uh, I know Nick has uh, put a tremendous amount of effort into uh, documenting resources through DutchtownSTL.org. Um, you know, we've Shout out to this. Nick. Yep, absolutely. Super uh, important to our, our puzzle. Yep. Uh, we've tried to kind of piggyback on a lot of that. But yeah, I mean, it's there's so many oddball random things that you know can come up on a block that you just don't know mm-hmm. what you, number one you don't know what city resources if they're even available and if they if you think there might be something available who do you contact you know how do you reach out to them things like that and i mean that's been really valuable just that exchange of information because inevitably somebody in the community has some kind of an idea of who to reach out to and if mm-hmm. they don't then we got the alderman on there too so mm-hmm. you know. shout out to shane yep <laughs> gonna plug everybody but yeah but no, well i think you know i it really highlights though i mean it's mm-hmm. this is like we're, we're not just talking about one block you know yeah. unit it's this is this is a one block unit that got organized that has members that are all over dutchtown mm-hmm. you know and you know and it's easy to to focus in or on just like you know the the, the micro core of that but it really is it's it's there's so many people that are involved in the development of that one block that all these periphery blocks, you know, sharing that success and they're getting developed as well, you know, and they're just as involved. It's, it's, it's really interesting. uh, Just the relationship of all that, you know, within the community. Yeah. And it feels very, very organic. The, the third part of like organizing um, that in, in the model that Dutch town STL is promoting is, is developing a plan. So really just, you know, working with your fellow neighbors to determine what that culture of the block, what you want it to look like for your block. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can we can kind of just touch on, I know some, some blocks organize around a problem or an issue that they have. Some blocks organize because there's a lot of families around the same age and it's more of a, like a, a friend and social and kid thing. Um, maybe we can hit on that a little bit. Yeah, well, uh, we've done a lot of, I mean, especially uh, in this last year, there's been a lot of organizing that I didn't anticipate would be happening. I mean, I just didn't, it wasn't uh, wasn't at all kind of in my uh, field of view, you know, as we kind of went into 2020 in the wake of uh, George Floyd, uh, the founding of the uh, DJA and uh, everything that that happened with the community rallying around uh, marches and the voting registration. And I mean, that's all of that. I mean, there was so much uh, organizing that went on that I don't I don't know if any of us really knew, you know, was going to happen. I certainly had no idea all that was going to happen. 
you know, we were just trying to figure out how to navigate block parties and, and some outreach and things like that. And then that happened. And man, I mean, the effort that went into all of the work, uh, you know, in the, in the late spring, summer and fall, it was just, I mean, tremendous. And I think that's because although we were focused on organizing our block, we know that if we don't organize our community, if we don't mm -hmm. do things as a community, the organization that we're doing on our block is pointless. Yeah. So I I think I too was surprised. Stacey and I always talk about how you know, with DJA, first out, let me say DJA is the Dutch Town Justice Alliance. And uh, there are four of us that started this group together. I get so annoyed when people say Tasha's. There are four of us that started this group together. That's why Stacey's smiling, because that, that burns me up, right? <laughs> Lindsay and Amanda, who you don't see in this particular podcast, but you will see them in others, they're working their butts off right now on this big voting initiative that we have going on to get people ready for the upcoming election. Um, Stacey, I'm always dragging her, and I'm always dragging all of you guys into something. Let's, let's just get <laughs> Um. So I too was shocked that we were able to do all of those things so quickly. Like we planned a protest in a week and we had over 500 people come out. Yeah, Corey Bush was there. We had tons of people there, right? We did the voter education component. We had Gardner, we had um, Evelyn Baker, we had Corey Bush again, we had Rasheed come out. Um, so I think when we talk about this plan, Although we didn't write our plan down, we all had a plan and we had alignment in our plans, if, even if they were all different. You may have saw one thing happening. You may have had your eyes on something else. I always have my eyes on a million things. But I think one of the reasons we were able, we were able to do that is because the people on our block and our wonderful neighbors that surround us that are also trying to duplicate this model on their block. We're all like-minded folks. We have a very, very diverse block, a very diverse community. And that alone makes us unique that we're all different, but we come together for the same purpose, right? Yeah. I don't know, I just, I, I felt like I needed to say that because people often have the worst things to say about the state streets. And, and I'll mm -hmm. be the first to admit when, when Chip said we were coming south, I was like, not the state streets. Are you kidding me? I'm never moving over there. <laughs> By far, yeah. the best decision, one of the best decisions, Barry, my husband, was, was the first one. Um, By far, one of the best decisions I've made coming south. And right now, I'm going to get some pushback for this, but there's data to support this next statement. We have the most sought after block in South City right now. Yeah. More people are trying to move on to our block simply because of what they've heard about our efforts to organize, putting together those plans, talking with our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there is one person that could have done that. If yeah. that's the case, you just said Eric and them said they haven't done it in forever, it would have been done. Yeah. So as we move forward, we would love to have, I wouldn't, but my block captain, and then I would, but I'm doing a million other things. But we have people in place now that are equipped with the tools to go out and help other blocks yeah. organize. Yep. So, uh, and I'm, I, I'm totally off the topic now, but I felt like 
that was the perfect opportunity to talk about that. Building your block is going to build your community. Yeah. You cannot build mm -hmm. your community, your block without building your community. Well, they so go I, together. I don't actually think that's off topic because I think when you're talking about kind of putting that plan, you know, part of being in community with people is going to bat for interests that maybe aren't at the time your interests, but mm -hmm. become your interests because you care about sure. the people that you're living next door to, right? Yeah. That you're in community with and that you're building these relationships with. And so, you know, I think that is part of that whole, uh, you know, putting a plan together, coming together as a community. It's, you know, you start to share interests that maybe you didn't have before just because you start to see the impact that mm -hmm. certain things in the world have on the people that you care about. And, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, I mean, that's, and that's city living at its best, right? Because mm -hmm. you're immersing yourself in a diverse culture that if you go elsewhere within the greater St. Louis area where, where neighborhoods can be extremely segregated, you just don't have any exposure mm -hmm. to the people that I have exposure to every day, the people that I'm sitting here on the podcast, you know, with every day, you know, so it's just, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's living in our city. So where then can our neighbors find resources to help them organize, right? If I'm interested in organizing and I live in Dutchtown area, because this just came up mm -hmm. on Facebook and I tagged you yep. and I tagged Nate and I think I tagged you, Stacy, because there was this huge conversation about it and someone was like, yo, talk to Tasha. And I'm like, no, yo, talk to Joe, talk yeah. to Nate. So there's actually there's actually two uh, here recently. They happened like back to back. Uh, you tagged me on one, and there was another one that uh, that uh, Dave uh, Baruch uh, chimed in on. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, it's. I mean, I think Facebook is a great way to do it. Um, uh, you know, uh, if you can go onto the or get onto the Dutchtown page, that's an easy way to get a hold of any one of probably a hundred people that are at the very least tied to somebody that's got. Uh, some experience organizing a block. Um, you can certainly reach out directly to me um, through Facebook. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know if I have my uh, email or anything circulated. Uh, you can certainly go to our uh, block webpage. I'll plug that, uh, which is uh, part of DutchtownSTL.org/4200Louisiana, and uh, there's a contact us link on that, so you can go there. Uh, that email comes straight to me, and uh, I can certainly help as much as I can. If you need resources, um, I can put you in touch. I might not know the exact resource, but I know people that know the resource that right. you need uh, <laughs> and can certainly put you in touch with them as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, please uh, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. There's lots of ways to get a hold of us. And then, I mean, if all else fails, then the next time there's a DT2 or a SID board meeting, just pop on by. Jump on in. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the end of the day, that's exactly what all of our organizations in the neighborhood are here for, is to serve the community. So feel free to come on in and let us serve you. That, that's so key. And, and just to, to put a, a fine point on what Joel's saying here. So um, it, we keep talking about Nick. His name's Nick Finley, and he uh, is a, a lot of the manpower behind DutchtownSTL.org. He put together a page. It's DutchtownSTL.org forward slash blocks. And you can go there, learn a little bit more about the model. You can, if you're interested in organizing your block or talking to someone about organizing your block, you can submit your information um, on a form on that page. 
um, and and be brought into the fold to really start talking about you know what can be done, what what it takes, what organizations in Dutchtown. So my understanding is that not only is DT2 coming to the table, um, DutchtownSTL.org, but the the CID has some resources to help with organizing um, Dutchtown South Community Corporation and also has interests uh, and resources to help with organizing. And there's a couple other organizations, not just in Dutchtown, but the, the broader St. Louis area um, that that can help not only supply information for organizing, but even help you know fund some activities that bring people together on the block and and really get things kicked off. So I think I think that's great. If if this is resonating with you, and you have any interest at all, don't sleep on DutchtownSTL.org forward slash blocks. Jump in there fill out the form. There's another page uh, all about the resources that are available for organizing in your block that's linked to from that page. So jump in there, take a look around and don't be shy about reaching out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then also if you're on a block uh, where you have any kind of contact with, uh, with the guys at uh, Cure Violence, um, I'll be speaking about uh, block organizing at their town hall this Saturday and they are jumping into uh, help supporting this effort as well uh, and vice versa. So uh, if you have, uh, maybe you don't have internet access or it's not readily available to you, uh, if you have any kind of contact uh, with those guys over at Cure Violence, then uh, they can get you in touch with me as well. They're, uh, they'll be able to help out as well. So there's, there's, we're trying to be as accessible as possible. Yes, and shout out to the Cure Violence team. We have Sal and, Danae, Jarrell, Prospect, yep. L, the whole Cure Violence team um, totally came into Dutchtown and hit the ground running. So yeah. we greatly appreciate all of their efforts and hard work to collaborate with us. Yep. So we've talked about, like, we're known for our annual chili cook-off. We're, we're known for our block parties. Our kids, each year at our block party now, we're taking pictures of the kids so we can see them grow over the years. What have you learned? What has been your biggest takeaway from organizing block, block period, not block parties, blocks, right? We have all these great things going on. What, what has been your biggest aha moment or the, the one thing that you've learned that you will take into many arenas that you might find yourself in? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, when when we moved to the city before uh, before we were organized at the uh, really before we were organized, uh, especially before we were organized to the point that we are now, um, I had relationships with you know with with Eric and Karen across the street, with Linda, with Steve and Debbie, with uh, uh, well, who's Mark's dad, uh, but. And you know Maurizio, who was living in your place, um, mm -hmm. you know, and so on and so forth, uh, you know. But it was so much different. And you know what organizing our block has really done is it has made living in our community so much more fulfilling than what it was unorganized. Um, you know, and and you know the block parties are cool, and uh, you know, and the and all the other activities you know are great, and some of the things that we have planned that we want to do within outreach, you know, are all great. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the relationships that have come out of all that effort that 
really make us want to continue to live here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all those other activities are, you know, add to that and, and kind of add an enrichment uh, to living in this community. But those relationships are really what, what do it day in and day out. So I I'd say that's probably my biggest learning. I definitely have to agree. I've, I've even, I'm not going to say um, what her native or where she's from, Sabina, but my neighbor next door to me, Sabina and Sammy, she cooks all this amazing food that I've never had before, right? So I, I get to experience a part of the world that I'll probably never visit yeah. through her experiences. So I'm building these relationships and then I'm gonna have this new dish in about a week or so that my, my buddy Stacy's gonna make for me. She's like, what? So I agree, <laughs> I am learning, um, hence the podcast, so much from sitting at the table with you all, so much from just interacting with you all, building, building these relationships to me it certainly made living on our block fulfilling. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And then, of course, you guys have me as best neighbor now, so I'm sure it's fulfilling <laughs> for you all. Too. You've got the, the best backyard in, in, on the block, <laughs> Tasha, so we will give you that title. I don't think our backyard is the best. I'm not going to yeah. say it's not cool, but I don't know if he, he said it is. It's, it's up there. It is. I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the uh, with uh, Brandon and Mar- uh, Marissa's old place with the in-ground pool. So I don't know. Maybe they'll give you a run for their money. Yeah, they might. <laughs> I can't wait. New neighbors. This is always fun. Yep. <laughs> um, so I guess, two, I think we have maybe a couple more questions, but we talked about the highs of being block captain what are some lows for that what are some things that have made you say oh um now remember you you have to live next door to us so watch what you're, yeah watch how you, answer that. <laughs> no, you know i think i think this is really less about uh specifically about being like a block captain and more about just like neighborhood organizing because i'm sure you guys feel it too you guys are mm-hmm. both very involved uh you know same with you know nate as well and uh it's you know there's there's so much to do in the neighborhood and not only can it be overwhelming sometimes but when you're going back to back to back whether it be to meetings or you know when things are popping off on group me because xyz is happening or whatever and then we're like you know trying to do follow-ups you know with various city resources and things like that it can be very exhausting you know and it's and it's important you know, it's important, like with anything, I mean, even even a work life balance, you know, but I mean, especially when you're volunteering a lot of time, I mean, I know you see this a lot with, uh, with like church volunteers. I mean, I grew up going to church quite a bit. And uh, you saw it all the time with with the volunteer network there that the burnout, you know, and so it's important to make sure that you're balancing, uh, balancing all of your uh, volunteering efforts with, you know, self care, you know, whether that be working out or just, you know, taking some time for meditation or going for walks or, or whatever it is that, you know, that's self-care for you. I think it's really critical to do that just to, just to make sure that you're kind of staying balanced. And I think for the husbands on the block, that self-care is standing outside. I could not believe they did that. It was like 15 degrees outside and you guys were on the side of the house watching the game. They won though. They won. They did. So. I just remember Chip, he was freezing. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. 
what makes a good black captain? Because I remember at the beginning, you know, they were hinting to me being black captain. And I was like, no, I don't know how to do that. I'm, no way, Joe, that's totally yeah. your lane, that you are so good at that. I, you know, it's, I don't know what makes a good block captain. It's, you know, for, for me personally, you know, I mean, I, I, I was looking for a way to get plugged into neighborhood organizing and was trying to kind of see, well, where exactly can I fit in within the community abroad? And, you know, at the time that that happened, you know, there was already a lot of organizing efforts, you know, going on from, from you and Nate and Stacy and a variety of other folks on the block. And it just, I saw, I started to kind of develop a vision of where I felt like we could go with the block and what we could do. And, you know, we were really starting to get uh, some wins, uh, you know, with, with the block organizing. And I was like, you know, so I started thinking, well, maybe this is a model that we can, you know, kind of put a button in and roll out across other blocks in Dutchtown so that they can start experiencing the same things that we're experiencing. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, you know, strategic vision, you know, but I mean, I don't know what makes a good block captain, somebody that is engaged and has a passion to better the community immediately around them. Yeah, you know? good answer. And there's a variety of ways that that manifests. <laughs> I agree. So then we have, you want to do the misconception, Stacey? Uh, yeah, I think, I think this can be informative for people. Joel, what do you think is the biggest misperception of being a block captain? Um, biggest misconception about being a block captain. Yeah. Like what, what people might, might think it is, but, but they might have, have that wrong. Um, well, so there was a uh, there was a block that we did a Zoom with uh, that's uh, kind of uh, working on getting organized right now, and uh, the, the gentleman who was on the call um, certainly had the drive to kind of take a leadership role in in reforming some things and really getting people organized and things like that. But uh, you know, for a lot of folks uh, just moving to the neighborhood, that can be kind of intimidating when a lot of your neighbors are you know people that have been set up for decades in some cases. And so I would say maybe um, the biggest misconception being uh, you don't have to be five and 10 and 20 and 30 years on the block to feel like you have to feel like you have the uh, right to take um, a leadership stake in organizing community. You know, I mean, sometimes it's those people that come in that have uh, kind of virgin eyes to what's going mm -hmm. on that bring some really fresh ideas fresh passion. I mean, I think that was the case on our block. It's not that people didn't care about the community, but, you know, it's everybody was kind of uh, content with the status quo, you know, and then we had a big influx of neighbors that were like, well, no, let's shake things up a little bit. And it just went from there kind of thing. So, you know, I think that's those uh, just, I don't know, those fresh ideas, that passion uh, to do something. And uh, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, it is. I, I like the idea or the statement where you said, because I think people will think that people will be intimidated if someone's been on the block for 10 or 15 years, you might feel like you're stepping on toes or, yeah. and, and, and they may, they may want you to do that, but you might feel like, oh, I'm new here. I don't know enough. You know, I was always saying that I don't know anything about Dutchtown. I am the first to say that I don't know anything about the South side. I've only been here four years. 
I didn't grow up this, on the South Side. The South Side is like its own little state, if you will. It's so big over here. Yeah. So I, I was new over here, and I definitely <laughs> kind of just jumped in and went for it. And to my surprise, everybody, we all just dove in together, and here we sit now. I think every, I mean, honestly, in it, across, across the board in the various, you know, things that we've done, but I mean, it's, I've, everybody has been so supportive, you know, and where I anticipated there to be some level of pushback or questioning and things, there wasn't, it was like, yeah, go, let's do. go, yeah. okay, you know, and so it, but it's, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's been really supportive with, with everything. I think when, you know, I've, I've, when, uh, you know, when you're somebody that's been on, you know, in a, in, I guess, an organization, community, whatever, you know, for some period of time, and, uh, and you feel some level of, like, uh, things just kind of being stagnant, you know, and somebody comes in that really wants to change things, you're like, hey, you know, yes, <laughs> get it, get it going, I'll get behind you, because, yeah. you know, so I, I, I think that. So one thing we like to do before we end the podcast is we always like to go back and highlight something that has been said, something maybe that's new to us. And for this one, uh, I'll let you and Stacey chime in on this one. Let's tell them again where they can go to find the resources um, if they want to organize a block. But let's start there first. So give us the webpage again that Dutchtown, even if you're not in Dutchtown, yeah. you can still go to this webpage for these resources. So so Nick has consolidated so much onto DutchtownSTL.org, DutchtownSTL.org. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can, if you want to pick up information on DT2, you can find it there. If you want to get information on the SID, you can find it there. If you want information on how to organize your block, you can find it there. If you need city resources, whether it be um, how to contact your alderman, how to uh, uh, contact uh, a neighborhood stabilization officer, uh, how to contact the uh, circuit attorney's office, right? You can find it all there. Mm -hmm. um, he has curated a very thorough website um, that, that virtually contains uh, every resource that you need, you know, for the Dutch town and even the immediately surrounding area. It's, it's really, he's done a fantastic job. He, he certainly has. We, I don't know what we'd be, where we would be without Nick. And we keep saying Nick again, like Stacy said earlier, he is Nick Finley. He's also on the DT2 board over the promotions committee. Yep. So not only does he help us out tremendously on the website with all of these resources, he does a lot to help promote businesses in the downtown Dutchtown area, including our business. And if you're not from Dutchtown, if you're from Dutchtown, visit our downtown area. We have lots of new, really cool shops down here that they can visit. And then you can stop in and talk to us personally about organizing your block. Yep, absolutely. Well, Joe, I just wanna say thank you so much for uh, coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. I hope that we have provided some information for somebody somewhere that might be interested, even if not today, you know, next month, next year, that might be interested in organizing a block you've provided them with the resources and the know-how to do that. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This was a uh, very surprised to get the invitation. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to talk about this and in, in hopes that it can really be rolled out and other, other folks are ready to kind of take the plunge, you know, on their areas as well. And, and yeah, uh, and just to reiterate, if you are one of those folks that just wants to get more information about it or reach out, 
even if it's just to kind of ask some questions, whatever, um, you know, you can contact me on Facebook, uh, Joel Silliman, uh, S-I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Uh, you can also go to dutchtownstl.org uh, slash 4200 Louisiana and fill out the contact me and that'll uh, be emailed directly to me. So you can contact me a couple of different ways. Thanks for having me on. That's a wrap. So yes. thank you for tuning in to episode three. You have been informed. Miss Education, signing out. <laughs>